Please open your King James Bibles with me to Psalm 12. Psalm 12. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, everyone, with his neighbor. With flattering lips, with a double heart, do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said, with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are not our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. Words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Amen. All right, down to business. Why this psalm? As the date has neared for me to present a psalm, I've been reviewing many of them, asking the Lord to convict and lead me in a final selection. For the past five or six weeks, this one has been on my heart and mind, and I haven't been able to get much past verse one. <laughs> I think I want this to be the take home for everyone else as well that hears this presentation today. Amen. This thought from Chris Carnell's presentation in 2014 of this psalm on verse one has been the most convicting. Here's the question after verse one of David's cry to the Lord for help because of the faithful and godly diminishing. He asked, has anyone had to pray this prayer because of me? I could say you, but I want it to be convicting to me. Mm-hmm. I had to meditate on this thought for a long time. Ask the Lord for mercy and forgiveness for the times I've not been faithful. Amen. Have I or we been faithful and godly in all our spheres of influence? Forgive us and help us, Lord. Yes, Amen. Let us be the ones praying this prayer when the situation calls for it. Yes. And not the ones causing others to have to pray yes. for us this way. Amen. We want godliness today. We have great men and women of valor around us in this room. We're compassed about and are in good company within this church. But we're in a minority. Many men and families want to move here to be part of this good company because of the dearth in the land for faithful, good brothers and sisters. David cries out, help, Lord. Godly men and women are diminishing in number or influence, and the wicked seem to prevail. At the time of this psalm, vile men had been promoted so that the wicked had been emboldened and encouraged, while the righteous were hidden and diminished to such an extent that David thought they had ceased and failed. This can apply to our day as well. Has the truth fallen in the streets? Men only have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. Are you grieved at the loss and diminishing of godly and faithful and the increase of the wicked? Mm -hmm. David was moved to grief and prayer. Yes. We read in 2 Timothy 3, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, 
Iniquity shall abound. And these days are similar to the situation that David cries to the Lord for deliverance from. Yes, right. The general decay of piety, godliness, faithfulness, honesty, and holiness among men are true of our times. A false brand of Christianity yes. threatens true churches and saints of Jesus Christ. Yes. There are dangerous times, threatening times, and times to avoid if at all possible. We're considering this right now. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth. Perilous times and character of men that make them up are addressed in this psalm. Remember that when David speaks of men and wicked men and hypocrites, they are not about the Philistines, Hittites, and other pagans of the world. They are about the people of his own nation, Israel. What is a godly man or woman? It's another good point. Godly men and women make a conscious effort of being true to both God and man. They have received the grace and mercy of the Lord, are justified, have principles of grace, goodness, holiness wrought in him or her. They fear the Lord, serve him acceptably with reverence and godly fear, one that seeks to hold fast their integrity, sorrows for sin after a godly sort, loves the Lord, hopes and believes in him, is regenerated and sanctified by the Spirit of God, is a true worshiper of God, lives in all holy conversation and godliness, is beneficent, kind, and merciful. These godly and faithful are failing from the children of men and, more importantly, the church of God. David was crying out to the Lord because he saw the cessation of these faithful because there was but few of them. Their number was greatly reduced in the earth. They are not just failing from the children of men because of death and no more men alive to replace them, but more to the fact that the men living are not faithful to God's word and carrying on the ancient landmarks taught through the generations. Even though there's a great company of Men and women in this church I'm blessed to be a member of. There are few in comparison to the population of the whole world and even the Christian world where there's a general decay of religion and virtue throughout. There's very few left today in the world that want to stand for the truth of God's word and live it. If you're here today, you are likely one of those few called to be in that number, stand for the truth that you've heard here. That should excite your souls, convict your hearts, motivate your feet, lubricate your lips to give some sacrifice of praise unto God. Amen. We should be re- ready to fulfill the need and call of this verse yes. because of the few that are left. On to verses 2 through 4. Notice how these ungodly men speak vanity with their neighbors. There are many professors of religion, yes. but few performers of religion. Amen. Many want to say Jesus is Lord, but don't take the time to find out what the Lord really wants from their lives. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. They come into assemblies, they shake hands like everything is warm and friendly, but there's hatred in their hearts towards a brother or a sister, murder in their souls. None of those things should exist in the church. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and tongues that boast proud things. The Lord will expose all such wickedness in his own time. These men boast proud things with their lips, saying, Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? They think they can preach, teach, teach and talk about anything they wish, they think no one will restrain them and say, who will call us into an account? They have proud conceit and confidence in themselves, but the Lord will arise and cut them off very soon because they oppress the poor and he hears their sign in verse 5. Do you want a friend to protect you? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He will set you in safety. He will protect you and arise on your behalf. The cure in verse 6 and 7. The words of the Lord are pure words, every word of God. 
Yes. As silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Amen. We will fight for these pure words. Amen. Though men are false, God is faithful. Amen. Though they are not to be trusted, God is. Evil men speak vanity and flattery, but the words of the Lord are pure words, not only all true, but all pure, like silver tried in a furnace of earth. Yes. Psalm 19, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Right. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Amen. The preciousness of God's word is compared to silver refined to the highest degree and to be desired more than much fine gold. Rather than vanity, the words of the Lord are filled with profit and value. Rather than flattery, the words of the Lord show us the true depraved state of man and teach us to justify God rather than ourselves. Rather than insincere motives, the Bible teaches us to purify our hearts, to be single-minded. Rather than pride, the Bible teaches us humility and love of others. What areas in our lives do we need to shore up? Where do we cease to be godly? Where have we failed to be faithful. Who will stand in the gap? Who is on the Lord's side? Right. Let us examine ourselves and repent. Yes. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. We need to read it, meditate on it, delight in it, yes. obey it. Hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against yes. him. Yes. What else can we pull from this psalm? Let us be godly and faithful in every sphere of our lives. Let us be grieved as David was when we see the godly yes. and faithful ceasing. Right. Let us forsake the sins of vanity, flattery, double-heartedness, and pride. Let us understand that any influence the wicked has is only temporary. Let us take comfort as David did in the pure and preserved words of God. Yes. To close... I want to say this with Jonathan Edwards in his resolutions. Resolved to be strictly and firmly faithful to my trust that, in Proverbs 20, verse 6, a question is asked. A faithful man who can find may not be partially fulfilled in me.